accounts will start on the Father of our service received on the way in, beginning on page three with confession and absolution, followed by the sharing of peace and the processional payment. Let us rise. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not of us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all our righteousness. Let us kneel and conceal with confession.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O Lord of grace and mercy, teach us by your Holy Spirit to follow the example of your Son in true humility, that we may withstand the temptations of the devil and with pure hearts and minds avoid ungodly pride. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
for the singing of the Alleluia verse.
guys in the lineup, and you say, oh, I should be first, I should, we're probably going to race, I'm the fastest, I should go first.
marshmallows, one for Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Three marshmallows have a great day. See you at the picnic. We continue with the sermon of Son of God, Eternal Savior on page 9. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Justin, the new data entry clerk, pulls up for his first day of work at the Fortune 500, Fortune 500 company. Ignoring the reserve for CEO sign, he parks in the parking place closest to the front door, and 
heads inside, takes the elevator up to the top floor in search for his office. As he gets off the elevator, he steps onto the rich marble floors and heads to a corner office paneled in cherry and filled with red leather furniture. It has a tremendous view of the city. A secretary comes running in behind him. Who do you think you are? You don't belong here. He responds, I work here. I just got hired to do data entry. This office is great. How dare you come into this office? You do not belong here. The secretary scolds him as a burly uniformed security guard walks in. You need to come with me, the guard says, and takes the young man by the arm and escorts him off the top floor and down to his windowless basement cubicle. Don't let me ever catch you up there again. Also, I believe that's your Hyundai they're towing away out front. The clerk was aiming high. He got shot down. He wasn't obeying the rules of business. You have to earn your way up to the top floor. The top floor is for important people who have paid the price and worked their way up. In this life, we have a tremendous sense of who is important and who is not. Who are the winners and who are the losers? Who are the people we want to be like and who are the people that we shun? The way of the world is too often a relentless climb up the corporate ladder in which people are urged to keep pressing upward and upward, not worrying about what corners you need to cut or who you have to step over or step on as you climb. Ironically, the relentless desire to climb higher and higher at work too often leads to the Peter Principle kicking in. The Peter Principle explains that in an organization, people who are successful in their current positions will get promoted over and over again until they reach the level of their incompetence. And then they will stop being promoted. And since it's difficult to admit failure and move back down one step, the Peter Principle sadly means there are a lot of people who are in over their heads at work trying desperately to make sure no one finds out that they're not very good at their job, and they're counting down the days until retirement when they can escape their misery. That's never happened to any of you, but I bet you have bosses that fit that description. It seems like that the world's all about getting ahead, moving forward, advancing in life so you can rise up above the little people and have enough money to insulate yourself from the riffraff. At a cemetery in St. Charles, Missouri, I noticed they're selling graves in an exclusive gated section of the cemetery. I guess there are some elite folks who don't even want to rest in peace next to the common people. The Pharisees at Jesus' time are well-tuned to where people are in the pecking order. They know the winners, they know the losers. They care deeply about their positions in life. And when they eat a meal, they're very concerned about where they sit. And who gets the place of honor? Jesus teaches them that God's way is a different way. God does not care about your social standing. Jesus teaches in our gospel reading today to not exalt yourself, but rather humble yourself. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, 
so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you'll be honored in the presence of all who sit at table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Humble yourself. Seek to be a servant to others instead of seeking to boss others around. Seek to serve those who can never repay you. Humility is not the way of the world, but it is the way of our Lord. Our Lord Jesus came to serve, not to be served. And this is a radical teaching in Jesus' time and also in our time. Be humble and be content. The writer of the Hebrews in our epistle lesson teaches to be content with what you have in life. Be content with your marriage. Let marriage be held in honor among all. And let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. He teaches to be content with money. Keep your life free from love of money. And be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be content with your place in life. Do not let the monster of envy drive you to try to keep up with others. Now, it's not wrong to enjoy the gifts of God within your means, but never as a competition with others, never to show off your status. And there's this fine balance in life. You should work hard at whatever you're given to do because this is one of the ways that you love and serve your neighbor. You should never say, I'm saved by Jesus, so I can be lazy at school or, or waste time at work. You should work hard because working hard is the right thing to do. When each of my kids started to work at Pizza Chef, I would give them all the same advice. Show up on time. Do what the boss tells you to do. If you do those two things, they'll love you as an employee. And so work hard. Not so you can prove you're better than others, but because working hard is the right thing to do. And a nice side effect of hard work is it is often rewarded. We're sorely tempted to compare ourselves with others. This past Thursday at school, I was helping a third grader whose shoes were untied and then his laces were double knotted. And a second grader walks over and proudly says to him, you need help tying your shoes? I can tie my shoes all by myself and I'm in second grade. We all do that in different ways. It's far too easy to fall into the habit of comparing yourself to others and even announcing that you are somehow better than somebody else. I may not be perfect, but I'm better than you. Sadly, that's the way of the world. But it is not Jesus' way. It's not your way as a disciple, a follower of Jesus. Here at church, gathered here in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, no one is better than anyone else. Together, we began worship by getting on our knees, humbling ourselves before God and confessing that we are sinful and unclean. You are united in your need for Jesus. You come forward and kneel together to receive the body and blood of Jesus. And there's no distinction, there's no rich or poor, no winners or losers, no celebrities and nobodies. You're united together as sinners needing the blood of Jesus. 
And you're united in receiving the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. Now, because you live in the world, there is a strong desire to want to do something to contribute to your salvation, to climb up the ladder of Christianity and be able to look down on those other people who are not as good as you are. To believe that you are somehow accomplishing something toward your own salvation by your works. You want to move up the ranks. But with Jesus, there is no climbing up. There is no Peter principle. You cannot rise to the level of your incompetence because you're born into incompetence. When you confess that you are by nature sinful and unclean, it is an, it is an admission that you cannot do it. You cannot save yourself. You need Jesus. And Jesus gives you what you need. Now you should do good works. You should do good works, but not because they help you advance in life or advance somehow in the church. You do good works because they help your neighbor. You do good works to love and serve your neighbor. Love and serve others knowing salvation is a gift. Knowing that when it comes to salvation, you can do nothing and Christ has done everything. Boast not in yourself but in Christ on the cross for you. St. Paul teaches in Galatians 6, But far be it for me to boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. There are no ladders to climb here in the Lord's house. You cannot rise above others. You are equal as sinners. And you are equal as saints of God redeemed by the blood of Jesus. You cannot climb any higher because you've already been made perfect in Christ. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory.
Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For faith to treasure our place of honor at the table of the Lord, which he won for us through his humble sacrifice, and for boldness to spurn the foolish honors of this world, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all husbands and wives, and all who have pledged themselves to be united in holy matrimony according to your word, that their lives together in your name may be sanctified by your Holy Spirit in all wisdom, purity, self-sacrifice, and love. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. To the elected officials of our land, that they would desire to govern as though serving with wisdom and courage, knowing what is right and following it, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick, the suffering, those troubled in mind, those suffering depression, and those with chronic illness and pain, especially for Sean, Doug, Pat, Kevin, Amy, and John, and all those who live before the Lord in our hearts now. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all those who share the wedding feast of Christ your Son, that as they receive his body and blood from your altar, they would eat and drink in true repentance and firm faith and to their abundant blessing. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Remembering that here we have no abiding city, but that heaven is our home, give us your aid, that we may by true faith and godly life prepare for the coming of our Savior, multiplying your mercy by loving our neighbor in need and loving you with all our body, soul, strength, will. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Salutary 
we should at all times and in all places. Give thanks to the Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him in death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity. All who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, everyone praising you and saying,
Go in peace. Your sins are forgiven.
same, they thank for you a firm love for one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor.